Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Inflation numbers are out. That's not good. I'm going to talk to Carol Roth about that. I'm going to talk to Ross Kennedy about supply chains. We have the system taking care of its own. All that and more coming up tonight on I'm Right. Inflation sucks. It it sucks to be going into this economic downturn. That's such a nice way to put what we're going into here. And I I know it's going to be a bit of a downer. We got to talk about some crappy numbers. What else can we do but laugh? We are, however, in the early stages. Please understand that and prepare accordingly. I don't tell you that to scare you. I tell you that so you can make preparations, whatever preparations you can make. We are not, oh, just about to come out of this economic downturn. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. All right, 8.3% inflation, that's the news of the day. They were expecting it to be lower. Uh, Before you get ahead of yourself there, why were they expecting it to be lower? Because gas was down. Well, that's great, right? We've solved that. No, 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 you don't understand. Gas was down for two reasons. One. 
We are draining our strategic oil reserve at a level we haven't seen in decades. They're doing that to artificially keep the prices low. Uh, by the way, that's a national security issue. We need a large strategic oil reserve in order to, get, to conduct any kind of a large-scale war. If we don't have that oil, we're simply going to lose. You realize that, right? Those jets don't fly on solar panels. Neither do those boats. Anyway, anyway, setting that aside, let's talk about why it didn't go down. Because gas was down. Well, the cost of food went up so much that it canceled out any gains we would have made from gas. How bad is it? Whew. Well, fuel oil is up nearly 70%. Gas, 26. Airfares, 33. Eggs, 40. Milk, 17. Groceries, 13.5. Electricity, 16. Oh, and by the way, your earnings, real hourly earnings, earnings they're down close to 3%. That is catastrophic for people, especially people on the lower end of the economic spectrum. If you're lower middle class or poor, this, this does more than hurt. You're watching your standard of living evaporate. I hear these stories from people all the time now, even middle class people say, hey, uh, my power bill's so bad, I don't, I don't know what to do. Hey, we're, we're having to cancel this. Hey, we cut cable. Hey, we're already seeing standard of living going down. And one of the things we talked about before on the show, and I really do, I find it fascinating, is how bad Joe Biden lies, how much he lies. And again, I'm not a child. All politicians lie and all presidents lie, Republicans and Democrats, they all lie. Fudge the truth a little here, lie about that there. This administration, I don't know whether it's arrogance, whether he's just a full-blown sociopath, that's probably it because he has made a whole career out of this. They tell lies that are blatant. We got horrible inflation numbers out there today. Oh, Joe says we're resurging. Building an economy that finally works for working families. We started with the American Rescue Plan. That's taken us from economic crisis to economic resurgence. Man, that's great news. <laughs> Here I was worried. Joining me now, my friend Carol Roth, recovering investment banker, author of the book, The War on Small Business. I gotta be honest, Carol, I woke up today, rolled over, wiped the sleep out of my eyes, saw these inflation numbers, and I was worried. But then I heard Joe Biden. Now, I'm not stressing a thing. Yeah, he got the um, the word surging and resurgence mixed up. The inflation is surging, but that is not a resurgence of the economy. Or perhaps it is in his world in, in a good way. Um, but, I mean, my goodness, today's inflation report, which we were hoping would give us, you know, some, you know, not great news, but at least a, a path to say things are getting better, was just a hot mess on every single facet on the headline number, on the core number, which takes out food and energy uh, month over month. Like there was no way to slice and dice it where we could go, well, you know, here's something good that we could hang our hat on. I guess perhaps that it, it didn't go up year over year, but, you know, we kind of knew that wasn't going to happen anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, great to live in, in Joe Biden's world where, you know, all you have to worry about is what flavor pudding snack you're going to have that night. So um, good for him. Carol, okay, now I want you to unpack this for people, uh, actually um, for me. Uh, headline number versus core number, what are those things? So the, the headline print 
um, is the CPI on a sort of year-over-year basis that everybody looks at. It looks at all different facets that they calculate in terms of inflation. This is just one measure of inflation. As we've talked about before, it's um, somewhat of a misnomer. They have manipulated the calculations so many times, you know, since the 1980s that it doesn't really truly reflect um, the pain that you are feeling. But, it, you know, it is a data point that we use and we all kind of take it with a, a grain of salt. The the core number is when they back out food and energy, you know, their thoughts are, well, you know, no matter what happens, people aren't going to, to you know, change their lives. It's not going to change demand much because obviously you need to, heat, uh, to eat, you need to put gas in your car. So it's a secondary measure of inflation. And, you know, we knew that, uh, that energy prices you know had been going up and then coming back down again they actually the gasoline from uh, month to month was a much better number but increases in food prices increases in shelter prices and increases in medical care services more than wiped out any of the gains quote unquote gains we were what were made on a month to month basis from having those lower gasoline prices slightly lower and again these are lower from the top these are not lower from like a year ago or a couple of years ago Carol, I have a question. So I'm seeing something that concerns me. I'm seeing many things that concern me, but there's something out there that's really concerning me right now. Uh, what Janet Yellen had to say. Here is Janet Yellen. Uh, the Fed is going to need great skill and also some good luck to achieve what we sometimes call a soft landing, which is bringing inflation down while maintaining the strength of the labor market. And um, my hope, I believe, there is a path to accomplishing that. Okay, Carol, that concerns me for a couple different reasons. One, there's not great skill. We don't have experts. We certainly don't have experts running the finances in this country. That's just not even arguable at this point. So, okay, there's no great skill. Even if we had great skill, we need luck. That's, that's one thing that concerns me. The second thing is this. That sounds pessimistic. When I hear pessimistic things from people who routinely lie to me and tell me how great things are, that concerns me greatly that we are just at the entry point of something really, really ugly. Yeah, I mean, Janet Yellen um, is this the same one who's been telling us things like inflation is going to be transitory or there will be no inflation. And we have to uh, look at, you know, $600 uh, account purchases online to make sure that we're making the billionaires pay their fair share. So when Janet Yellen is expressing some concern, um, that is the optimistic spin. And the challenge is that you have the Federal Reserve, which, as you said, are not experts they've created this situation and now they have you know just a very limited number of things that they could do to try and fix it the quote unquote tools they have are on demand side that means slowing down consumer purchases slowing down business investment the issue that we have in the economy is not on the demand side per se it's the mismatch between supply and demand um, and really it's a supply issue we don't have enough food we don't have enough labor we don't have the, the right amount of energy to create that match. And unfortunately, the Federal Reserve cannot print workers. They cannot print oil. They cannot print um, you know, food. So you know, they're, they're stuck with the only thing that they can do, and that is trying to slow things down via interest rates. And so that means that they are trying to slow the economy. They're trying to slow the economy. And so 
given that sort of scenario and the fact that they're not going to be able to fix supply, that's the concern. And the concern is that seeing these high inflation numbers, it's going to get them to be even more aggressive, even though it's not the right tool to fix the problem that we have at hand. Okay. So let me see if I understand this correctly. We're already in a recession. I don't care how many times they try to change the definition. We are officially in a recession. Right. And they're trying to slow the economy down more. This, Carol, this all sounds terrible. It, it does. And the government is trying to thwart their efforts by spending more on a government basis as well. And that's just what's going on here, Jesse. Then you have what's going on internationally. Obviously, we know Europe is in a world of hurt, um, completely self-inflicted because of the energy costs. And China is having massive problems because their or excuse me, the real estate bubble is popping. So we have all of these factors that could contribute to a massive global global recession at the same time. And that's, you know, not even taking into account all the things we just talked about. And so the Fed into all of this is like, yes, we're going to have to go higher. And this number, you know, we were expecting that they were going to probably have, you know, 75 basis points, which is three quarters of a percent raise um, in a couple of weeks here. There was a possibility if we got a number that looked like inflation, you know, demand destruction was, was bringing down inflation, that maybe it would be a little bit less than that. But now the market is pricing in, well, it could actually even be worse. And again, the, the, the Fed was wrong on the way down. They were wrong on the way up. And if you go back to March of 2020, the Fed, the government, they all said we had to do these emergency measures so they could save the economy. And what did they do? They destroyed the economy. So we need to take this power away from them because we're the ones paying the price quite literally for this. Carol, I, I, could, I could spend an hour with you unpacking the Chinese markets and things like that. But let's, let's talk about this really briefly. The debt, the national debt. Because when I see things like the Fed predicting massive rate hikes, which they're going to use to try to prevent mass inflate or hyperinflation, I say to myself, okay, well, interest rates are a funny beast, especially when you have a $31 trillion national debt. Can you merge those two worlds, raising interest rates and a $31 trillion national debt? That sounds like a freight train. Yeah, so the Fed has already come out and said that the current path of um, government spending is unsustainable. Shocking to all of you that are listening, I know. Wow. Um, the challenge is as the uh, Fed keeps raising their target interest rates, it flows through the rest of the cost of financing, not on a one-to-one -one basis. It's not like it's a 1% increase, and that means then the government has to pay 1% more in Treasury, but it, it keeps putting upward pressure on it. And as the government needs to pay more for the debt that they have, the $31 trillion of debt that has varying maturities, the last time I looked at it, I think it was like somewhere between five and six years, every one percentage point increase in the cost of their debt is another $300 billion that we need to spend in interest Ooh. to service that debt. So that is money that is going to come out of other spending. And you know what that means, that either they're going to have to raise taxes or doing all of those things. Just to put this all in perspective, 
if we went back to 2019 spending, so right before the pandemic, with the amount of receipts that they expect to collect for this year, we would actually be at a break-even point. If we went back to 2018, if they just dialed it back just to 2018, not that long ago, that spending, with the amount of receipts that they're expecting to collect you know, via taxes, we would have a $300 billion surplus. And what are these idiots doing? They're spending more and more money. They expect for this fiscal year, which ends at the end of the month, a $1.4 trillion deficit. And, uh, you know, we've seen all the spending that they put in place, and that's not even included in that. So that's just going to continue to increase. Um, and uh, as I said, again, it's just it destroys our purchasing power. It destroys everything that we're working for, and it threatens the economic security of our country. Carol Roth, bright and sunny today. Thank buy, you, Carol. Buy, buy hard assets, Jesse. Buy, buy your metals. <laughs> buy gold. Buy land. Buy water rights. Seriously, this is the, the long-term strategy here. We have to give people some hope, right? What do you do long-term? Mm -hmm. You want to own hard assets. You heard it here. Carol Roth, everybody, follow her advice. Thank you. All that may have made you uncomfortable. Probably did. But we got to know, right? But I'm right now. Let's dig into this a little bit more. Food prices, supply chains. Remember about a month or two ago, supply chains were all the rage. It's all anyone could talk about. And now it's, it's like that, that problem went away. Or did it go away? We're going to talk about that with Ross Kennedy. and We're going to talk about it next. Before we talk about that, let's talk about that timeshare you want out of and they're not letting you out. I know how it works. I've heard all the stories. Go to a timeshare seminar. You make the buy. Maybe you spend a bunch of time there with yourself, friends, family, enjoying yourself, but eventually you stop going. Or maybe you never really win at all. Don't tell anybody that. And now you want out. And the timeshare company says, no, 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 no. No, you forgot to read the fine print. Um, you're in this forever. Every year you will pay your annual fees. And we'll keep increasing those annual fees. You'll pay your special assessments. There's no getting out. Yes, there is. Lone Star Transfer will get you out. They guarantee it. They guarantee it in writing. They even give you a date. Hey, uh, we will get you out, and we will get you out by this time. That's amazing. That's confidence. That's the confidence of helping over 16,000 people get out permanently. You're one phone call away from getting out. 844-310-2646. 844-310-2646. Or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Remember those long lines you guys would all film of cars? Decent looking car, not jalopies, you know, nice cars. Just waiting for a box of food to be put in the trunk in the United States of America? Waiting for over an hour to get food in a trunk? 
Two weeks later. This is a line of desperation. Drivers parked along a busy Dallas road. They're waiting for food. This looks like what we saw a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, it's worse than a couple of years ago. Don't you love what an old jerk Joe Biden still is? Did you catch that part at the beginning? He just can't help himself. Those lines, you guys all filmed as if they were just obligated to censor those things to protect old Joe. Joining me now, Ross Kennedy. He is the founder of Fortis Analysis. Ross, okay, that was a big food number today. 11.4% increase in the food index. Well, I don't know what the food index is, but that sounds bad, Ross. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it, it's, it's a baseline measure of what certain staple uh, ingredients and items cost uh, within the United States. Uh, so you would have uh, not only account for, uh, you know, things like cereal, uh, but you'd also have in things that, are, that would be, uh, you know, milk, dairy, eggs, uh, components like that. And unfortunately, when you're talking about, uh, you know, demand and, and supply disruptions driving uh, really, uh, really quick price increases, it shows up there first. And, and the the, the scary thing is, is that it's a it's a tailing indicator, or a lagging indicator. If we're hearing that it was reported to be X amount in the previous month, whatever was potentially driving those prices higher could still be ongoing or even worsening. Okay, I guess that's what that's what I want to ask you about today is sure. where are we going? We know where we are. It sucks. Everyone who's bought groceries knows where we are. Where are we going? I have argued just from the things I see and the things experts like you tell me, I feel like we are in the very beginning of a very deep, potentially long-lasting economic downturn. But hopefully I'm wrong. Gosh, I want to be wrong bad. Where are we? Where are we going, Ross? Well, how scared do you want to be, Jesse? Um, th <laughs> Give a, it to me. <laughs> th th there's a whole range of outcomes here uh, that, that go from... Uh, fairly frightening to uh, nearly apocalyptic. Uh, the one benefit I will say to, to frame all of this is that in the US, uh, we still have on a per acre basis, on a per you know calories per capita basis, we are still the most wildly productive uh, food system in the world. So it's gonna get worse in other places uh, long before it gets that bad here. Uh, but we do still face some extremely significant challenges, not necessarily starvation, but certainly food budgets uh, completely crippling the economy because people have to eat before they can spend money on new furniture, new electronics, clothing, whatever it may be. Uh, on the lower end here, we're, we're looking at a six to 12 month disruption that's driven by uh, a range of factors, higher energy costs, uh, increasing not only food production, but also food transportation. Uh, we're looking at uh, some reduced yields, particularly on corn and wheat. Uh, here in the U.S. for 2022 with a lot of the drought issues that we've had. Uh, rice is also down. Soybeans look pretty good uh, for now, but, but despite the best efforts of the World Economic Forum, we can only eat so much soy uh, or export so much soy in our diet. So the, on, on the really bad end, uh, the U.S. is dependent on about 60% uh, of the amino acids that go into animal food production, about 90% of the vitamins that go into uh, both uh, animal and uh, human ingredients. Uh, come from China. And so a significant disruption in uh, the manufacturing base in China or the ability to export those uh, significantly cripples U.S. food production. If we have zero vitamins available to us in the U.S., uh, we can't supplement out of Europe. Only a couple are made in Europe. Those factories are dependent on Russian natural gas, uh, probably to no one's surprise. Uh, but if we can't give vitamins to our animals and if we can't add it into human food production, we're talking an 8 to 10% or eight, excuse me, 8 to 10x 
increase in the price of food uh, within six months because it would uh, it would decimate the animal population uh, that, that we manage for human food consumption. And eight to ten times increase in food. Yes. Whew. Okay. Uh, let's uh, before I before I pass out from fear here. Uh, let's unpack why. What's wrong with China sure. and their manufacturing? Well, Chinese manufacturing is uh, undergoing a few things as well. Uh, China is some sort of really significant uh, displacement of natural gas. For example, natural gas is a critical uh, key input for a lot of these manufacturing processes for synthetic vitamins or for amino acids. Uh, their corn production is down significantly despite whatever their media reports are lying about. They are struggling with corn production. Uh, and that's a major uh, raw material for amino acid production and a couple potentially uh, of vitamins as well. So you've got significant raw, uh, you know, raw input issues there as well. You also have the, the October Party Congress coming up. And as we've seen with Shanghai, uh, with the lockdowns there, the factionalization of the CCP, the fighting over if Xi Jinping is going to be emperor for life, uh, that is going to have a significant uh, potential impact, if you will, on the ability of China to export these ingredients to the U.S. and to elsewhere. Okay, you you let's let's rewind just a little bit. When we were talking about sure. you know potentially on the low end six months to a year. I, I understand there are external factors going on right now: drought and Russia, Ukraine, and all these other things that that nobody can control. Part of the reason I've been warning people that I think this is going to be very deep and going to last a very long time is because Joe Biden's not going anywhere for a few years, not to make it completely political, but they're waging an all-out war on the energy sector right now, an open mm -hmm. war. They're, they're bragging about it. If you're waging a war on one of the critical pillars that holds up an economy, how could it be anything but a disaster? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absolutely correct. If you look, for example, at the fact that we are very, uh, we're, built around corn as a monocrop. We have a lot of soybeans as well, but let's say corn is probably the number one most critical raw material for the overall food production in the U.S. from a biological side. We need huge amounts of nitrogen or natural gas to produce nitrogen ingredients. That is one of the, it's the probably key input for corn production uh, is the end part of NPK. You need natural gas to make an awful lot of that, particularly for our domestic industry. Without that, we can't produce as much corn. We shift more to soy, but a lot of things that rely on corn as the base ingredient. Uh, and it's not just uh, high fructose corn syrup, it's textures, uh, you know, texture, what they call texturizers, it's various starches and, and sweeteners, things like xanthan gum, things that enable us to produce food at an industrial scale, whether it's healthy or not, but it's still calories. That would be dramatically disrupted. So you're talking about natural gas production and transmission being crippled. It's got a fertilizer impact. You also need a huge amount of natural gas in order to run these wet corn mills, to run soybean mills, to run these plants because it's it's the e most easily convertible fuel source or energy source into heat, which you need to do, you know, to manufacture these ingredients and you know run these mills. So, uh, as as both a, a raw material, as both a an energy component in the system itself, when you talk about as well about the impact of uh, very expensive diesel fuel, which we've obviously seen throughout this year since you know we broke above five dollars and have stayed there nationally. Tractors run on fuel, trucks run on diesel fuel. So our inability to produce enough diesel fuel and get it into the right hands in the Midwest to reduce costs, the inability to produce uh, LP uh, at enough scale, which you know grain dryers and things like that in the Midwest run on. You're talking about energy is a critical component of all of these things as well as being a raw input. 
when that price goes up on that, it doesn't just go up in one thing, it goes up across the entire ecosystem of production for the food and fuels that we rely on. Ross, that was scary, but very informative. Thanks for making us smarter, my man. Come back soon, please. Thank you, Jesse. I know that a lot of this stuff gets dark, but, but don't you wanna know? I mean, that doesn't mean we have to lay down and cry and suck our thumb, but don't you wanna know? I wanna know. And I want experts like to un that to unpack for me. Why? Where's it coming from? Where might this go? I, you heard it. It's not just me telling you this. Just make preparations, all right? Make some preparations. One thing I do know is as dark as it's going to get, I hate saying that, as dark as I think it's going to get, I do know this. We are going to need to be strong. I know that. I know if testosterone levels are half of what they were 50 years ago, and then you hit a Great Depression, uh, that's not good because the first Great Depression wasn't good when, great, when testosterone levels were high. Guys, all natural herbal supplements from Chalk, a 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. 20% in 90 days. Not sticking needles in your arm, not big pharma crap, natural herbal supplements. I got 60-year-old, 61-year-old men emailing me telling me they're losing belly fat. When's the last time you lost belly fat? I got women emailing me, Jesse, my legs look better. Thank you so much. Could they have a female vitality stack as well? Go. CHOQ.com. It's not just those two things either. They have endless natural herbal supplements. U.S. manufacturing there. Go. Make sure you're healthy. Avoid the doctor. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. Get you 30% off the whole store. We'll be back. Expert. What do you do? What's your instinct when I say that word? Expert. Trust the experts. The experts are on it. I know what you do, same thing I do now. You go, no, sure, sure. Why though? Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Well, we've been treated, especially over the past couple years, to expert after expert after expert after expert in whatever field, finances, medical, doesn't matter, being wrong about everything. I mean, dead wrong. The, the answer was red and they picked black every time. That they were all wrong about everything. Why? How's that happen? All these people have these huge degrees and all these things. How does it happen? Well, here's something you have to understand. This is going to lead us into this Brian Stelter story. In a late-stage republic, which we are, and I don't take pleasure in saying that. That sucks. But we are a late-stage republic. We are in the decay phase, all right? In a late-stage republic, you actually don't get access to experts anymore the way you used to. You don't. Your society simply doesn't produce them. The experts aren't there. Growing societies, societies that are thriving and prospering, they produce experts all the time. Why? Because the cultural institutions that build that society, that, that hold up that society, 
They're all interested in performance and advancing. And we got to get ahead and I got to get smarter. Hey, we're, I'm a doctor. I need a new piece of technology here. We got to figure out this kind of medicine. I'm a scientist here. I, I'm in construction. I mean, they're all trying to get ahead. That, that's the goal. You have to be smarter, better than the other guys. So you have to put in the time and the energy. And inevitably, in the end, you will have a society where you have access to experts in every field. In a late stage republic, which we have, that's not the motivation. Most of our cultural leaders, if we, as we've talked about a thousand times, flat out hate the country. But even the ones that don't, let's set them aside, they don't care about it. They don't, they're not interested in advancing America. They're not interested in that next medical advancement. They're not interested in any of these things. The system now, because it's all one ideology, it simply exists to serve itself. That's why we say all the time the system takes care of its own. You want exhibit A? Brian Stelter is a great example of this latest story. Stelter, Stelter was a CNN host. He hosted reliable sources on Sunday. The, the ratings were terrible. Stelter's terrible for TV. I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm genuinely not trying to be mean. He just lacks any kind of charisma whatsoever. He's just not interesting. He's a boring human being. Without Donald Trump there to rage against every day, Stelter just became a big white blob on television. So he sucked. So the show didn't get any ratings, so he got canned. But you see, we live in a completely corrupted system where they take care of their own. Stelter, yes, he sucked on television, no question about that, but he was a good boy. He was a good servant to the system. And the system, therefore, because they're not worried about expertise, they're not worried about who's good, who's bad, who can perform, who can't perform. They're only interested in serving each other. The system's going to make sure Brian Stelter isn't hurting. Brian Stelter's going to have a soft landing. So what was the news out from yesterday? A little news story. Brian Stelter's going to Harvard. Just wrap your mind around this. The guy who just flamed out at CNN horribly. I mean, flamed out for bad, for bad performance. He's now going to go teach your son Aiden at Harvard at the most prestigious university in the country. And so one day, your son Aiden, he's going to major in journalism. He will have graduated from Harvard. And people will look at Aiden and they'll, they'll say to themselves, whoa, man, I must be an expert. Did you see his Harvard sweatshirt? Man, he must be an expert. But in a decaying society like we are, it's losers and idiots handing out the credentials that make somebody qualified to be called expert. You see, Aiden, he's a moron. Why? He was trained by morons. We have the name Harvard, but we don't have any expertise anymore. That's what you're seeing right now, and you're seeing it all over the place. So, there. Thought I'd just unpack that for you. We're not done yet. We're not done yet at all. We have Curtis Houck. He's going to join us in a second to make fun of Brian Stelter. Before we get to Curtis, I want to get to this real quick. The air quality right now in my area, I can't speak for yours, is disastrous. People with allergies are going to the doctor, begging, give me a shot. Give me something. Everyone's complaining about it. Jesse, my eyes are swollen. And look, I'm not making fun of them. I sympathize. I had brutal allergies for years, decades. Most of my life I had them. This air isn't affecting me down here right now. Why? I have three Eden Pure Thunderstorms in my home. 
It's this little black box. It's not like your normal air purifier, that big loud thing. It's just this little black box. Goes right in the outlet in the wall, plug it in. Come back to the room an hour, hour later and tell me what you smell. You know what you'll smell? It smells so clean, like nature smells after a thunderstorm. That's because it's constantly cleaning your air. I don't even own allergy medication anymore. They have a three pack for sale for my viewers. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, gets you a three pack for $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. I believe America needs CNN to be strong. I believe the free world needs CNN to be strong. And it will continue to be. Because all of us are gonna help make that happen. The free world needs a reliable source. So, for reliable sources, for the last time, I'm Brian Stelter. Thanks for being with us. Sorry, that's not nice. Joining me now, my friend Curtis Houck, managing editor, editor of the Media Research Center. Curtis, I, obviously it's not surprising that Brian Stelter flamed out on TV. He's just a boring, uninteresting person. I'm not even trying to be mean. This is not, that guy's not gonna be able to do TV. He can't do it. But I don't think people realize how predictable it was that he was gonna waltz right out of flaming out at CNN into a nice cushy gig in academia. This is how it works in the system. You go from academia to some congressman idiot's office back to MSNBC to Harvard. To, this is how it works. You simply, you can't fail. Including, yeah, and then you add a step into the federal government in and out of presidential administrations if you're a Democrat. Uh, there's an added stop for those folks as well. But yes, I mean, this is perfect proof that for the elite in this country, the communists out there, money does grow on trees. That really, that they support each other no matter what. You see this with Brian Seltzer being hired by the Shorestein Center, uh, dealing with democracy, and he's gonna convene panels and help enlighten the public and scholars and students uh, about the dangers to democracy and the forces at work supposedly against it, as in you, me, patriotic loving America, you know, America loving uh, citizens, uh, Fox News, really conservative media in general, were not only national security threats, but enemies of the people, you know, really alongside what Joe Biden was talking about in his speeches. Um, you know, and before this, Brian had been an adjunct professor at NYU, I should add. So this is not his first foray into academia. He needs a way to help afford college education for his children, Sonny and Story Moon Stelter. I'm sorry, did you, are you making that up? Was that a joke? Please tell me he doesn't have a child named Story Moon. Are you, are you messing with me? No, no, that is his son. A son Ooh. is named Story Moon <laughs> Stelter. Gosh, these people are all lunatics. All right, well, the, I made a point about the whole Harvard thing, Curtis, and, and this is, this is my problem. As a late stage republic, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, that's what I say we are. As a late stage republic, I think that people don't realize we don't have access to experts in very many fields anymore because our society doesn't produce them. I mean, Brian Stelter is going to go to Harvard and some 4.0 student is going to attend Harvard and be, and be taught by that loser about ethics or journalism. And then he's going to leave and act as if he's an expert when he was just taught by the dumbest, least capable person on the planet. And it's just never ending cycle of everything just going to crap. 
Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, the Harvard Kennedy School of Government for many years was was run by a guy named Dave, David Gergen, who worked for Nixon, Ford, Carter, uh, I mean, uh, Reagan, Clinton. I mean, he advised all those presidents in those years. Uh, and really what would happen is he would bring in CNN political commentators and analysts. It's just an endless cycle of uh, people from MSNBC. You know, you have Alice Stewart, Carlos Carbello, Robbie Moot. I mean, the, the psych, uh, Andrew Gillum was one, I believe. You know, we all know how that ended for him. Uh, so it's just a never-ending cycle of stupid, as you pointed out. And, and there's no real education and there's no real true experts. Their idea of experts and expertise is the Tom Nichols view of the world where we are going to tell you what to think and if you question it, you're dumb slash a terrorist, something in between, uh, and we're going to demean you. And by the way, we're going to attack your faith uh, by bringing in David French to uh, back us up or Michael Gerson to suggest, why do you guys care about abortion so much? Well, I'm actually glad you brought this up because it seems like there is an ever-increasing divide between the elites, if that's what we're going to call them, it's probably a word we overuse a bit, between the elites and all of us. And one of that divide, I view part of that divide as being very much religious. Uh, no, you're a Jewish man yourself. I'm a Christian man myself. Uh, I don't know why people think there's not a battle between religions in this country. And it's not you and me, brother. They seem to hate us with the fire of a thousand suns. And they're getting more and more open about their disdain, Christo-fascist and all that crap. Yeah, cr it, Christian nationalism. Like, this is really yes. dangerous. Like, my local newspaper back in Lancaster was very upset about this church supporting Doug Mastriano for the, uh, the in his gubernatorial bid. And that the church had previous one of the pastors had said, wouldn't it be great if we had judges and teachers and other elected officials who are all Christians that we can learn from and benefit from in society. And Lancaster Online got really upset, like, oh my gosh, how would you dare say such a thing that a pastor would want, you know, Christians to be elected to these positions so that they can help grow their view of uh, religion? And I'm like, wait, what? What? You know, I mean, I'm not saying that those people have to win. We're simply saying that those people should run as open Christians and not be afraid to, to speak of their faith. I mean, we, we hear about that all the time. People die in other countries for speaking out and living out their faith. Um, and, and that really is such a huge divide, whereas now what we see in the news media is a religion of the individual, uh, where they worship themselves. You know, Brian Stelter, I don't know what there is to worship or look at in the mirror, but there he is. Uh, and that's the kind of people that they, you know, they talk about negative energy and they'd rather just sit, ca light a candle in the corner and just like try and channel positive energy or something like that. And when you hear stuff like that, you're like, wait, what? Curtis, one of the things that I, 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 I don't know how this is going to work out. I feel like I can see a lot of what's coming, but I don't know how this is going to work is how blatant the lies are now. I mean, Joe Biden coming out today saying the economy, oh, it's a resurgence right after we got terrible economic news. It's just, they're, they're, they're blatant out in the open lies for everyone to see. Washington Post running articles talking about everybody feeling better about the economy. That's not real at all. What I don't know is what percentage of the population they're going to bring along with them in that world of make-believe and what percentage they're just flat out losing. People are turning it off, they're changing the channel, they're going to different websites. They're just done with that level of dishonesty. What kind of percentages are we dealing with here? 
I, I, you know, I think conservatively, I would just say probably a quarter of the country. Uh, I would say a third, but uh, that portion between a quarter and a third probably know what's going on, but they just choose to go along with it anyway because they hate the other side more. I think that's part of the problem. Um, you get a lot of these journalists who, I think, to be honest, are performative uh, in a lot of ways. Some people I know, they, they're very nice people, and they seem like they'd be great neighbors, and they don't hate me for who I am. But, you know, the moment the lights go on, it's they're a completely different person. And, of course, the viewer, the people being spoon-fed the stuff, don't really know. Now, granted, you have people like Mara Gay who say we need to continue wearing masks in solidarity with the disabled community or something. Now, that is deranged kind of stuff where it's just a, a religion, as I was talking about earlier. But I think that there is a portion of the left in this country that knows what's going on in so many areas is just insane. So it's a matter of just getting those people to realize that, like, do you want to live with a bunch of lunatics or do you want to be able to live out your life? And so far, those people are willing to live with the lunatics simply because they're on their team and doing anything to even go along with us means you're the enemy and you're going to be chased down uh, by the mob. Curtis Howe, thank you, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. I'm fascinated by that. How many people are going along with it? How many people are entering that world of nothing but lies? And how many, they see it and they're just turning it off and they're looking for something better. I guess we're gonna find out. Either we have a recovery and then we'll know they turned it off or we won't and we'll know they bought the lies. All right, we have a light in the mood next. It's a good one. Before we do that, part of how we fight back is fighting back with our money. This is something we have failed at, myself included. I'm pointing fingers here. We have failed at putting our money where our morals are. We failed all the time. We failed for years. They, the communists, they'll put their money where their morals are. They're not out there shopping at Chick-fil-A. They're bragging that they don't. They put their money where their morals are. We don't. In fact, we've been so weak and pathetic, we brag about not doing it. I'm still going to watch football. Ha <laughs> ha, love it too much, guys. With health insurance, it's easy now. OneShare Health made it easy because they provide incredible coverage, incredible coverage, great prices, and it's a faith-based insurance company that shares your values. What's the reason not to switch? You know, Blue Cross just sponsored a child drag event in Boise. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. My.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly, get you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. We'll be back. You remember what Carol Ross said? Before we get to lighten the mood in our president of the United States, do you remember what Carol Ross said earlier on in the show? What did she say? We did a long segment to open the show about the economy and inflation and how this is just the beginning. You know all that. But what'd she say? She gave advice at the end. Did you hear what she said? She said, make sure right now you are acquiring hard assets. Hard assets. And you remember what she said after that? How hard should those assets be? Gold hard. You should be acquiring metals right now. Gold and silver. You should. We are in the entry phase of something pretty bad. 
I'm going to last pretty long. I'm not talking about a month, six months. Well, after the election, it's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty bad for a while. Do you have hard assets in your possession? Oxford Gold Group is one phone call away from having gold coins mailed to your front door. Talk about hard assets in your possession. And the beauty of it is, what if Jesse's a big idiot and every, we're about to come out of this, everything could be fine. You still have gold, uh, still worth a ton. Gonna last forever. There's no downside. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Get hard assets in your possession. 833-995-GOLD. Look, we're having some difficult times coming in the United States of America. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, gosh. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. 
tunnel to towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.